Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Alex. I'm Cassie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And today we are talking about this versus that in terms of food products. So fun. So we're going to go over different food products, all kinds of fun stuff. And as dietitians and exercise professionals, we receive many questions about various diets, meal plans, fads, workouts, research. I mean, the list goes on and on, which is great. We love answering questions. But some things we are consistently asked about is, what do you think of X product? Mm-hmm. How I mean, is it not all the time? Yeah, all, all the time. time. All the time. What do you and think there of There are the, a few products out there. So, <laughs> just yeah. a few. Just a few. Just a few to name. Um, and then, like, which brand of X do you recommend? So these questions are 100% valid because we understand that the food industry can be very tricky and sometimes it can be challenging to navigate which products to purchase, which are healthier choices, what is potentially a selling scam. So in 2020 alone, there was over 20,000 new products that came onto the market. Whoa. And that was two years ago. So imagine now how many new products there are. So there's a lot out there. Food companies use many buzzwords or phrases to get you to buy their products, such as two times the protein or keto-friendly. So today we're going to break down various products and help you to decide if you should purchase this product versus that product. And we're going to start with grain products and first being bread. And bread can kind of be confusing. People, is it is it picking like the lower calorie option? You know, people are wondering, how do you know if it's whole wheat? So we're going to start with bread, like I said. And the two products we're going to look at are Nature's Own Honey Wheat Bread and Breadsmith 100% Whole Wheat. So Nature's Own Honey Wheat Bread, 70 calories, 13 grams of carbs, less than a gram of fiber, and the ingredients are unbleached, enriched flour, water, whole wheat flour, and honey and sugar. And then in Breadsmith, it's 110 calories, so a little higher calorie, 24 grams of carbs, so a little higher in carbs, 3 grams of fiber, so higher in fiber, and the ingredients are whole wheat flour, water, honey, salt, and yeast. So, Cassie, what do we consider with these? First, we will consider calories. So it's 70 calories versus 110 calories. So if you're focused on calories, it's really easy to pick the bread that has the least. So a lot of people automatically think the lower calorie is going to be healthier. So, um, because that's really what's been ingrained in us <laughs> since we've been young. So, um, yeah, so, um, so a lot of times people are making their choice based just on that, but that may not always be the best option. It's definitely something to look at, uh, but you also need to look at other things specifically ingredients and breadsmith is a higher calorie bread but it has a lot fewer ingredients and if you look at ingredients in a lot of different breads they have a ton of ingredients yeah Um, so um, so breadsmith is a lot more simple and if anyone has ever made bread at home it's very similar to what you would use if you made it at home which is always a good thing so um, and the first ingredient is also whole wheat flour and remember which we've talked about before the word whole is protected so they can't say whole unless it's actually a whole grain they can say wheat all they want um, but that whole word is in there compared to unbleached enriched flour and they can even get tricky with that and say unbleached enriched wheat flour which gets to be even more tricky yes so in the nature's own and also you know with the packaging on the nature's own it's brown packaging it looks healthy they have a whole grain wheat stalk on the on the label you know so um so all those things actually do influence people but if you look at the ingredient you can see what's in there so um so the breadsmith is truly a whole wheat bread which is going to be a healthier option um so whole wheat products are composed of the outer 
brand layer, the inner core, which is called the endosperm and the germ. So a little science lesson today. <laughs> um, white enriched flour starts out this, as the same whole wheat flour, but the bran and the germ are removed during milling, therefore containing less fiber and less nutrients overall. And we want people to think about nutrients and what they're eating. So we do recommend whole grains. Um, it's important to consider the types of ingredients consumed, not just the calories and the macros. So that's very important. What are you eating? And um, look at things more than just the macros. So what's the pick? I'll say my pick is definitely Breadsmith. I love Breadsmith bread. I also have a little bit of a hard time eating bread that stays on the shelf and is in perfect form for two full weeks, mm. which is not normal. <laughs> so so I, you know, whether that is a negative on your health or not, I don't know. But um, and we don't we don't have anything that says that that's unhealthy. But I just um, feel like there's something not right with that. So um, I like to eat bread that actually does um, go bad when it should. So yes. yeah, I agree. <laughs> so. I love bread Smith bread and like Neighbors Mill has their own hy has their own bakery. Yep. So mm-hmm. making your own bread. I need. I don't think I've ever made my own bread. I've yeah. tried and it didn't go well. So I'll leave Talker. that to the professionals. <laughs> well, I'm you know I'm in my 40s, so I'm a little older than you guys. But it was a huge deal with bread makers back mm, whenever I was first married you know almost 25 years ago so everybody had a bread maker mm-hmm. and yeah. so that was kind of when the lower fat um you know not the lower carb fra- mm-hmm. phase was going on so I have a bread maker and it's amazing oh cool. so um and it's a Kenmore and it's lasted like 20 years hmm. and it's so easy you just dump all the ingredients and then you turn it on it takes about two to three hours um depending on what type of bread you're making um I just have a hard time with it because it's so good that I have a hard time <laughs> controlling myself <laughs> so so, just, yeah. so, just, <laughs> so um, I don't make it as often as I would like because yeah. I, um, you know, and then you have to cut it yourself and the pieces are always bigger than, you know, mm. I necessarily, so I make it on special occasions. So, I know. like what do you, yummy. what do you think, Amanda? Um, I like to make bread at home. I like yeah. to make like a sourdough because mm-hmm. you can keep like a sourdough starter, or do like a friendship yeah. bread where you're giving a starter to other friends. That might be a really hippie thing to do. I'll take some sourdough <laughs> okay. starter. Yeah. I love that. I used you're, to have you some. Tell me what to do. Yes. With it. It's so easy. It is. Yeah. 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 Let's bring back the sharing of bread. I love it. Like it. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll bring bread next time and I'll split it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about bread. Next, we are moving into oatmeal yes so I think this is important because me specifically and a lot of my clients I feel like keep a pretty consistent breakfast for the most part Um, and if you have your favorites I think ensuring that it is nutrient dense full of you know good ingredients um, and good nutrition is important and so I actually use this example with some nutrition talks that I do and it's the like pre-made packages of Quaker specifically the maple brown sugar flavor because it is tasty (laughs) Um, and one packet has 160 calories 33 grams of carbs one gram of fiber 12 grams of added sugar and four grams of protein and its ingredients are whole grain oats sugar salt and natural flavors and one thing I'll say too is like Growing up, I lived with a brother and he was very active in sports and he didn't use one packet. He used like three or four packets. So potentially, especially when you're looking at added sugar, you know, sometimes you have to multiply that by however many packages you're consuming. Um, So keep that in mind, too. You may actually be be consuming more than that if you prefer to have more than one package. And so the um, other product that we're comparing it to is still Quaker Oats, but just like they're plain old fashioned oats. And for a serving, it's 150 calories, 
27 grams of carbs, 4 grams of fiber, 0 grams of added sugar, and 5 grams of protein. And the ingredients are drumroll, whole grain rolled oats, and that's it. (laughs) So when we're comparing these two products, what do we want to consider? So first and foremost is the added sugar. Um, A lot of flavored breakfast items can build up the grams of added sugar pretty quickly. And oatmeal is one of those products that can be loaded with sugar if it's already flavored. Maple brown sugar has... 12 grams added compared to zero grams in the plain rolled oats. And remember, we try to recommend to stay under 25 grams of added sugar per day. So if you are even just doing two packets of that, you're already at 24 grams of added sugar. And that's breakfast. (laughs) So technically no more throughout the day, right? Um, So yeah, try and use the uh, Quaker Old Fashioned Oats or whatever brand you prefer plain with just one ingredient. Um, And then you can flavor it yourself. So what's our pick? Obviously plain oats. Um, I like to flavor my oats with like, sometimes I'll do like frozen berries or maybe honey if I wanted a little sweeter. Sometimes I'll do savory oats and I'll put like eggs in there. Um, Maybe like some turkey sausage or whatever too. Um, You can get sweet and savory oatmeal. So do y'all have any recommendations of how to make your oats taste good? <laughs> I like doing cut up apples and cinnamon. Mm, yes. And then yes. slivered almonds. Yum. Love Cinnamon's it. my it's favorite. Heat. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love cinnamon yeah. and walnuts. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And you, you know, I used to eat flavor or sweetened oatmeal when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know, and so, and I've gotten to where I actually just like the oats, um, the flavor of it. So you can change your taste to like things a little yes. less sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the vanilla extract and cinnamon kind of add some sweetness without adding any actual sugar. And then fruit, um, everybody's mentioned fruit because it mm-hmm. does make it a lot sweeter yes yeah sure naturally Mm -hmm. yep it does it does so next and last for our grains it was we're moving on to pasta yes pasta so we're going to be comparing two different pastas the barilla veggie pasta or the whole wheat pasta just like plain whole wheat pasta so barilla veggie pasta has 190 calories one gram of fat 41 grams of carbs four grams of fiber and eight grams of protein per one serving which is listed as two ounces of that pasta The ingredients in this pasta, and remembering that the ingredients are listed in the volumes and quantities, like the largest volume is the first listed ingredient, and so on and so on. So ingredients in the Barilla are semolina, durum wheat flour, zucchini puree, spinach puree, and then in parentheses, says made with 25% puree, one full serving of veggies per 3.5 ounce serving. So that's the Barilla. And then moving on to the whole wheat pasta, again, one serving is two ounces. It contains 180 calories, 1.5 grams of fat, 39 grams of carbs, 7 grams of fiber, and 8 grams of protein. The ingredients in this pasta are just whole grain durum wheat flour and then 100% whole wheat label. So um, overall, the calories are pretty similar, only a 10 10 calorie difference between the two of them but the one thing to note that's the biggest difference is the fiber because in the whole wheat pasta there's seven grams of fiber or in the barilla veggie pasta there's only four grams of fiber and then the veggies in quotes advertised in the veggie pasta are pureed so there's no indication of how much of veggies or what part of the veggie is used there's probably lots of processing under high heat and high light Um, so what's really happening to those vegetables the nutrition is not going to be nearly as intact as a whole vegetable so it's not very close to its original state Um, and then one full serving of veggies in the 3.5 ounces needed uh, need to eat about two servings of this pasta to get the advertised benefit of those whole veggies so 
that's something to consider. It's not going to hurt you, but it's probably not going to help you, and we'd rather you add a real vegetable. And then looking at the whole wheat pasta, it is one ingredient with 100% whole wheat label. So that's a protected label. We know that it contains 100% whole wheat. And then, like I said, it has more fiber with the same amount of protein and not really a calorie difference. So what is the pick? Um, you may consider whole wheat pasta if you're wanting to increase your whole grains in your day as well as fiber. The goal is making half your grains whole. That's according to the USDA's MyPlate guidelines. And then don't let a veggie pasta replace whole or real veggies. You would want to still add a veggie to your veggie pasta if you're going to choose the veggie pasta. And then an idea is whole wheat pasta and add real veggies. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> and then so you could add veggies in the form of tomatoes, pesto, if you make your own pesto, shredded carrots, zucchini, or doing zucchini noodles, spinach, um, doing a side salad, and then you get the added benefits of the phytonutrients and the fiber of the vegetables, and then when you're consuming those vegetables with the pasta in their natural form, it's even better for absorption. Absolutely, and that's what I would have said too, holy pasta. I think it tastes pretty good, and yeah. some people are like, I feel like it tastes not the best. I mean, like with kids and stuff, do you feel yeah. like you have a hard time getting them yes. to eat whole wheat My family hates it. So um, <laughs> they really, really I, I forced it down them for years, yeah. hoping that they would, you know, because that's just, you know, you eat what I make. Um, and they just didn't like it. So, you know, we as a family get a lot of fiber in the day. We get, you know, all of our fruits and veggies. And um, for the most part, I have teenagers now, so they're kind of on their own. But when they were younger, and so, um, and they just, my husband hates it too. And he eats really, I mean, he'll eat tofu. And, you know, other things, but he just didn't like it. And yeah. so, um, so, you know, my, my kind of thought process is, well, okay, we'll add other ways to get fiber. We eat, eat whole grains, like they all like whole, whole wheat bread, they all eat oatmeal, you know, and so we get whole grains from other things. And then I usually buy the Barilla plus pasta, mm -hmm. which isn't, That's you know, um, and so because they, it does have some more fiber in it because it has chickpea flour in it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I will add veggies, um, you know, to, to it. Yeah. So yeah, my family tried to pull one over on the veggie chips and stuff. I'm like, that's not really a veggie, you know, people want to, want to think it is, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so if you do have kids and, or a spouse or yourself that doesn't like whole wheat pasta, don't despair. Um, you don't have to choke it down. You can enjoy your food, but you do need to add other sources of whole grains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip because it does taste different if you're not used to it. That's mm -hmm. for sure. So that is our grains moving on to snack foods. So I'm going to take a look at popcorn and we're looking at skinny pop. Everybody's heard of skinny pop. Oh yeah. Cause it's skinny, right? Love we it. eat it and get skinnier. <laughs> it's <laughs> so simple. It's so simple. It's black and white. I don't understand why it's so hard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, people. Okay. Um, so Skinny Pop versus an Act 2 Butter Lovers. I'm not going to go into all of it, but really the whole thing here is it's called Skinny Pop, and it's 30 calories for the Skinny Pop, and it's 25 calories for one cup popped of the Act 2. So their whole advertisement <laughs> is it's skinny, it's less calories, you can eat as much of it as you want. But really, Act 2, if you look at Act 2, like it's like a Butter Lovers, like you know, it has all the things and it's actually less calories. I know we're not really saying like, just look at calories. I just think it's funny that their whole advertisement mm -hmm. is skinny pop. It's only 30 calories, but then the act two butter lovers is less calories. So really just thinking about it, it's kind of a marketing scam. So yeah. be on the lookout for that words, like buzzwords, like skinny. Um, just be sure that you're reading the ingredients um, and that you're reading the nutrition facts and become an educated consumer and don't fall for the marketing scam. 
Um, so what would be the pick between those two? I mean, popcorn's pretty low calorie, time fiber, so it's a good snack overall, kind of depending on what kind you like. But the the kind that I like, I have one of those air pop things at mm -hmm. home. Um, and you put the oil in, it spins around, and then you can pop it. Or you can do it like on your stove too. Um, or you can do it in like a brown paper bag, like old school ways. Mm -hmm. um, so just doing an air pop that way. And then I actually enjoy the taste of that more than when it's like really soggy with and it's bogged down with all kinds of ingredients and stuff stuff all the stuff <laughs> <laughs> any other comments about popcorn yeah. i actually love to put the truffle salt and amanda actually gave oh, me some of that, that on my popcorn delicious. and it's Wait, so what is it? good at mama yeah. jeans you can purchase black truffle mm -hmm. salt and it's mm -hmm. in their bulk section like buy mm -hmm. all the different kinds of salts and it's so good so, on popcorn yeah. so good on popcorn i did not get so, this plug yeah i'm upset <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> yes, I got it. So, yeah, Dang. so okay. yeah, so that's really good. And I, I'll put. I have a popper. I have in my microwave, so I don't put oil in that. And then I'll drizzle a little olive oil in there, just a little bit for flavor, because I like the taste. Um, and put the truffle salt on it, and it's pretty amazing. Yes, Dang, that sounds really good. It's a glass of wine, truffle mm -hmm. popcorn. You really can't yep. go wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have yourself a night. I love it. All right. And then the next snack food we were looking at is granola bars. This is out there but we just picked two and Cass is gonna go over those yes so yeah granola bars are very confusing so um, but uh, first we'll talk about birthday cake one protein part sounds amazing so um, it has 220 calories 8 grams of fat 23 grams of carbs only one gram of sugar um, zero grams of added sugar six grams of sugar alcohol and 20 grams of protein so they're getting the flavor from the sugar alcohol um, so it has a protein blend um, isomalto oligosaccharide Malt, sorry, maybe I won't read all of this. You got no, the no, big word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I messed up the next that's one. Like, this is yeah. the point, is because um, you want to pick stuff that you can read. Right? That's yeah. true. Dietitian, you know, we even have trouble that's reading. Maltitol. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> vegetable oil. Yeah. So, um, vegetable, glycerin, polydextrose, sunflower seed butter, natural flavors, and ten other ingredients. So I can't even read all of that. And this is my job. So, um, so, <laughs> um, so that's that is the the birthday cake one protein bar and um, again it sounds very healthy it looks very healthy from the front part of the label um, also we're going to look at the cinnamon raisin cookie lara bar it has 180 calories 7 grams of fat 27 grams of carbs zero grams of added sugar, 20 grams of sugar, four grams of protein. And the ingredients, and I love Larabar's ingredient list, it's dates, almonds, raisins, apples, and cinnamon. You can say all of those. Yeah. Um, and it's all stuff that you would find in your pantry so or in your refrigerator. So what to consider, higher protein doesn't always mean healthier. So you notice the it's a protein blend. So where is that coming from? How is it processed? Um, but it's going to be very processed. And if anyone's had any plant protein powder in their life um, you realize how bad that tastes mm -hmm. and so they have to do a lot of things to make it palatable and even more things to make it seem like a candy bar which is what it tastes like so um, so they do have to do a lot of things um, to jazz that up so um, one protein bar does have less total sugar but six grams of sugar alcohols which holy GI distress I love that yes <laughs> so I Bloating. I will not be I can't eat those things because um, we have a lot of people that come in and have no idea and they eat protein bars every day and they say I'm always so bloated and so um, those definitely cause bloating um, in a lot of people and so um, so make sure that you notice that and um, and then you know you can also obviously read all of the ingredients in the layer bar so we like that one so 
Larabar, less ingredients is my pick. It does have less protein, so you can pair that with a healthy protein, whole food, um, something like yogurt, cottage cheese, nuts, cheese, glass of milk, anything, you know, something that you can do, or you can just have it as a healthy snack and you get a fruit serving in um, and it tastes amazing. So, mm-hmm. boom, there you have it. Lara bars, that's it. All right, next is peanut butter. Ooh, good one. I know. I thought this was good too because I, I mean, I love peanut butter. A lot of our clients love peanut butter. Um, and a lot of them use peanut butters with a lot of crap ingredients, unfortunately. And so, um, and I think that the regular, just natural kind that you have to mix up tastes a lot better and I get a lot more out of it. Um, so we're going to compare Justin's classic peanut butter and Skippy protein peanut butter. So we'll look at Skippy protein peanut butter first. So for two tablespoons, there's 210 calories, 16 grams of fat, 150 milligrams of sodium, two grams of added sugar, and 10 grams of protein. And the ingredients are roasted peanuts, sugar, hydrogenated vegetable oil, pea protein, and peanut oil. I've actually never seen protein added to peanut butter before. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. It's a protein peanut butter. I know, but wow. I mean, nuts have protein in them, so all right. And then in Justin's classic peanut butter for two tablespoons of the same serving, 210 calories, 18 grams of fat, 25 milligrams of sodium, zero grams of added sugar, and seven grams of protein. And the ingredients are only dry roasted peanuts in oil. So obviously, um, they're using a buzzword here to get your attention for the Skippy Protein Peanut Butter. Um, And like we kind of mentioned with the granola bars, a lot of people think higher protein means healthier, and that's not true. (laughs) Um, So when you look at protein peanut butter, their peanut butter only has three more grams compared to Justin's. That's almost negligible when you're looking at like your total calorie or your total protein intake for the day. Um, So it's really not going to make that big of a difference. And uh, when you look at the ingredients, Skippy's hydrogenated oils, added sugar, etc., um, and then the peanut butter really only needs two ingredients, which is nut and nuts and oil. Um, so obviously our pick would be Justin's because it has less ingredients and the nutrition facts are uh, pretty comparable. And obviously Justin's is better because it has less sodium and less added sugar. Um, and we do want to pick peanut butters that contain, uh, you know, necessary ingredients and not extra stuff. So pick those brands that you have to stir up each time. Um, you can store them upside down so that you don't have to work as hard to store them. I personally like the um, the Smucker's Natural Creamy. That's that's my peanut yeah. butter pick. Similar ingredients, um, not a whole lot of extra stuff in that's there. That's my favorite too. So, yeah. And it actually just has peanuts and salt. Yep. So no it doesn't oil. have oil. Because mm-hmm. I'm a cynic, uh, you know, just from years of being a dietitian, because I wonder what type of oil Justin's is putting in there is it palm oil which isn't Mm -hmm. you know and so you just wonder because that's that is better because it doesn't have sugar it doesn't have you know but yeah but I'm like why did they just say oil very true that's so true I don't know you know so so true um yeah yeah and I grew up like I was a jiff girl my whole life yes same here my whole life Mm -hmm. peanut butter sandwiches every day so it was a tough transition but I finally made the switch so which one do you like better if you could have a choice if they were equally (sighs) healthy that's my question for you I just wonder because I know I I grew up on Jif as well but I actually prefer I feel like now that I've been eating like a more natural peanut butter for so long going back to Jif it's like very like sticky and like it tastes fake like too sweet like I like the taste of having like the nuts like it's almost Mm -hmm. like little chunks of nuts yeah Yeah. peanut butter Mm -hmm. so I do like it but don't get me wrong if somebody has like I'll have to 
Jif. I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna okay. say no to Jif. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if it's around, I'll eat it. But yeah. I, I try to keep like a more natural yeah. peanut butter at home. I was just trying to give hope to some people that are big time Jif lovers. So I refuse what do you, to eat yeah. natural peanut butter. I'm really? not gonna lie, I hate it so much. Like, okay, well here we go. It. So maybe there is no hope. No, <laughs> but the 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 balance part of it is that I just count my Jif as my fun food. Like I wouldn't, I don't eat it all the time or like every yeah, meal that's so good. that's my fun food to balance mm-hmm. it out that's but you great. can use peanut butter like my trade-off is like if I'm gonna eat peanut butter by itself I'll eat the jiff because I'm just not gonna eat natural mm. spoon of peanut butter yeah. but if I'm putting it in something like oatmeal or like making energy bites or something then I'll use like adjustments that's a good idea so it's a little bit better I like it yeah. But I don't know about people that think natural peanut butter is just as good. I think that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I got some crazy people next to Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, man, yeah. that's awesome. All right, now we're moving on to dairy. Um, and really, you kind of see a theme here. Watch out for the marketing and double check and read the labels and ingredients. And that's the same thing with what I'm going to go into is ice cream, um, Halo Top, which is very popular, versus like a Haagen-Dazs, um, which is like near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's higher calorie, but whatever. Um, so <laughs> serving size for Halo Top, two thirds cup, a hundred calories. Um, but really the main thing to point out has, is it has eight grams of sugar alcohols, which I already talked about. And it has a lot more ingredients than like a Haagen-Dazs does. Um, the third ingredient on Halo Top is erythritol, which is a sugar alcohol. And again, I'm like, I just bloat easily, I feel like. Um, so that just like exacerbates the issue. I don't like the taste of sugar alcohols. Yeah, no. They're so sweet. Me either. Um, and the two so two thirds cup halo top, hundred calories. Hagen Doss two thirds cup is three hundred and forty calories. Mm-hmm. So it's much it's much higher calorie, but the ingredients are cream, skim milk, sugar, egg yolks, ground vanilla beans, and vanilla extract. So a lot more natural ingredients, which we've already talked about. Um, and with Halo Top, it's kind of advertised that like, hey, it's guilt-free. It's okay to eat the whole pint. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. And then it's 340 calories anyways. When I'd rather have two-thirds cup. I mean, sometimes I'll have two-thirds cup. I'll probably have more. But um, <laughs> And eat the 340 calories of something I really enjoy and something that's creamy and delicious rather than like a whole lot of a fake thing. Mm-hmm. And we practice, yeah. you know, balance and watching your portions, as you all know from listening to our previous podcast. So learning how to portion the high quality fun foods, um, higher quality fun foods is something that, you know, theoretically you should have those skills to do. So absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. So my choice would be a Haagen-Dazs, something that's more natural. I think it tastes delicious, um, versus like a halo top. But again, if you're like a halo top lover and you eat balanced throughout the day and that's your thing, then that's your thing. But I would rather choose some, a little more natural item that tastes a little better in my opinion. And doesn't give me so much bloating. Mm-hmm. So true. Anybody else? Same. I like Ben and Jerry's too, and Hagen Dazs. Those oh, are my yeah. those are my favorites. So, so good. Yeah. So yeah. Good. I like yeah. Highland. Yeah. And Highland. Support I like all local dairy. <laughs> Going on to yogurt. Yes, yogurt is a really important in a lot of people's diets because it's such a good source of protein. And so we're comparing two different yogurts: Siggy's non-fat vanilla yogurt and vanilla Oikos Pro yogurt. I'm assuming Pro stands for protein. Yeah. Okay. So for Siggy's, 110 calories, 0 grams of fat, 11 grams of carbs, 5 grams of added sugar, and 16 grams of protein. The ingredients are very few, including only pasteurized skim milk, organic agave, vanilla extract, 
fruit pectin, which is a thickener, and live active cultures for your probiotics. In the Oikos protein yogurt, it has 140 calories, 3 grams of fat, 8 carb, 3 grams of sugar, and 20 grams of protein. It has more ingredients, so it has the cultured, grade A, ultra-filtered, non-fat milk. Water, whey protein concentrate to add more protein, natural flavors again. Um, it contains less than 1% of tapioca starch and a bunch of other additives, including stevia. It does have vitamin D3 added for calcium absorption, and then it has the live and active cultures in it. So looking at these two yogurts, consider that you don't just want to fall for the protein advertisement. As we've, as we've repeated like three times through this episode, mm-hmm. more protein is a marketing tactic. It does not always mean that it's a better choice. So Oikos only has four grams more protein with added whey protein compared to Siggy's. Um, and the Siggy's has less ingredients overall. So read your ingredient lists, people. And ideally, a plain Greek yogurt um, flavored yourself with vanilla extract or honey, fruits, nuts, granola, or I like to add peanut butter, natural peanut butter <laughs> to my yogurt. <laughs> um However, Siggy's does not have less in ingredients, so the only ingredient you really need in your yogurt is cultured milk and the cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, anybody else with yogurts? I like Siggy's. Yeah, I do too. I, I like, like too. to get plain yogurt and just mm-hmm. throw some honey yeah. or Me too. whatever in it. And Faye is good. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. See, I can't, and I've tried the plain route, and mm-hmm. I can use it on like a baked potato as yes. sour cream. Yeah. Yep, I've done that But before. like, I have to do vanilla. Yeah. You know, Which I got to compromise, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've, I've tried and I'll put plain in like a smoothie, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. if I'm just going to eat yogurt. I'll do like a Siggy's vanilla or something like that. Um, all right, moving on from yogurt. So we're going to touch on meat and fish a little bit. Um, so we're looking at beef first and all natural 93, seven ground beef. So like good and gather brand at Target. It sounds like Good and gather. It's a good brand. Um, versus a grass-fed Purdue Farms USDA Organic 93.7 um, ground beef. So really the nutrition is almost the exact same. Same calories, same fat, almost the same amount of protein. Um, so what to consider? I look at how the cows were raised. So conventional or corn-fed um, is the most widely produced, and that would be like the good and gather brand. Um, cows spend part of their lives on a pasture but move to feedlots at 12 to 18 months where they're typically separated into groups of 100, live in pens that allow 125 to 250 feet of space, and then they spend approximately the last four to six months of their lives on the feedlots and are fed a closely monitored grain-based diet. So compared to a grass-fed, the nutrition is going to be a lot different on a grass-fed beef versus like a corn-raised. With corn-fed, they're in a very small area for most of their life. Grass-fed, they're eating grass, they're roaming. Um, And I like to eat, I mean, more natural, I say natural, but what the cows eat, I mean, we're eating what the cows eat. So a grass-fed mm-hmm. is going to probably be your, a better pick based on the nutrition profile um, and the price. Um, well, I say price. Grass-fed is going to be more expensive, but you're paying for that. Um, the difference being the type and amount of fatty acids. Um, animals in the wild that eat grass have more meat, less fat, less saturated fat, higher omega-3, and more polyunsaturated fat, um, which is a bonus from ga- uh, grass-fed beef. And I was reading that grass-fed beef sales have gone up like... A hundred percent. Round of applause yeah. for you like guys. Like some some farmers aren't even putting it on their labels because they can't keep it like on the shelves. <laughs> but so it is a hundred percent grass fed beef. But they're like not putting it on there so they can try to like 
keep selling it and be able to keep up with the demand on it. Wow, that's great. I know. Yeah. So I would yeah. like to see more research on the on red meat with grass fed, you know, because yeah. a lot of our research that shows a lot of the negative things about red meat is on conventional conventionally produced red meat. So, um, so, you know, I still recommend that people do it in moderation, but I do, you know, um, the fat profile is different. And so it would be interesting. Yeah. So, so that's something we don't know. So I would like to see some studies on that. If anybody wants to do a study. Yeah. Yeah. More research. (laughs) Anybody out there listening, do some research. Um, the other one we're looking at is salmon. And a lot of people don't know like the difference between a wild caught salmon versus a farm raised. Um, it's literally what it says. Wild caught salmon is called wild. Farm raised salmon is farm raised. So it's in a big pool and raised on a farm. Um, so the big difference is the really the amount of fat. Um, so a wild caught salmon has 160 to 170 calories for four ounces. And it ha- only has five to seven grams of fat. Where a farm raised four ounce salmon has 220 to 230 calories with 14 to 16 grams of fat. Um, so the fat's a lot different. Wild caught is a lot leaner. Um, I mean, and you consider like the environment, wild caught's gone wild, like I said, and farm raised is raised on a farm. So I would prefer a wild caught salmon. I think it smells better, looks better, it's a deeper pink color, it has less like fat in it. Um, it is harder to find though, especially in Springfield. Missouri, but I find it at Hy-Vee. Is there anywhere else yeah. that you guys... And Mama Jeans has Jean's. it, and yeah. um, you can also buy it or get it at Brown Derby on their menu, which it's very rare that, that restaurants serve it, but yeah. Brown Derby um, has that. You can add to your salad, I and that's what it. I usually do. So, I love yeah. it. Yeah, so look, if it's on the menu and it's wild-caught salmon, and you're in Springfield, Mo, that's a treat. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and order that if you can. <laughs> um, but farm raised is thicker, fattier, lighter in color, and that's typically what we're used to seeing at like different restaurants here in the Midwest. Um, so what's the pick? If you're willing to pay the price, I like a wild caught salmon, but again, you're still going to get benefits from eating farm raised salmon as well. You're going to get, um, good protein and healthy fat, but I would rather pick a wild caught if I had a choice. And I will say with seafood too, uh, most like Sam's, Walmart, I mean, most places have the frozen wild salmon that you can get. And, um, typically they freeze it right on the boat. And so it is, you will get a very fresh piece of salmon if it's a good quality, um, piece. And also you can order all that stuff online. I haven't tried that yet. Have any of you guys? Some of my clients have told me they've had success doing Mm -hmm. that. Yep. So there's a wild Alaskan Mm -hmm. uh, company that I'm going to try. So I'll have to let you guys know, um, but where they can, they'll ship it to you. You can get a subscription, but we like to try to have fish once, you know, at least once a week, if not twice a week. And my family loves salmon, but we just have a hard time finding Mm -hmm. salmon or it's frozen solid and and have to thaw it out and all the things. But, um, but yeah, but they'll, they'll ship it right to your door. So I'll have to, I'll have to keep everyone posted if it's good, if it's yeah, Good let us stuff. know because yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, my, my husband doesn't love fish, so I feel like I don't cook it a lot at home, but I like anytime I go out, I try to get fish like to treat. That's what stuff. I like to do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I go get at Progress or Harvest yeah. or um, Derby Deli or something like that. My brother and my one of my brother in laws was a deckhand in the summers in Alaska on a fishing charter. Mm. So every year when he comes back to town, they send a hundred pounds of wild caught fish back with him of just like scrap pieces but they're still nice pieces of fish and it's remarkable the difference in like musculature of the wild caught mm-hmm. fish versus like a farm raised puny fish <laughs> yeah sad that's they're pretty just cool. like skinny yeah. like the cell the muscle m- 
muscle fibers in the fish are yeah. like way punier in yeah. the yeah. mermaids because they can't swim. They can't swim around, around yeah. as much. Than a little, I know. Yeah, I've not looked at an actual picture of what it looks like, but I don't really yeah. want to look at it. And it's kind of questionable what they are fed. Really? The, yeah. the farm raised fish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. soy big corn fish. Um, yeah. So it's just yeah. So fish anyway. pond, open. Yeah. Um, okay, and lastly, we're gonna breeze through condiments. Yeah, so salad dressing. So here are a couple and healthy choice. Power dressing sounds amazing. So it'll make you very powerful. Um, so it's only 30 calories for two tablespoons, one and a half grams of fat, 250 milligrams of sodium, and four grams of carbs. And this, the, you notice the 250 milligrams of sodium. Salad dressings are one of those things that people, it's kind of a hidden sodium. People don't realize how much sodium they have. And oftentimes people use more than two tablespoons. So you could easily get, you know, 500 750 milligrams of sodium just from your salad dressing if you aren't careful. Um, so the ingredients in that are water, cauliflower puree, chicory root fiber, fiber, which is inulin, and that also can cause some of that bloating, just to point that out. Um, vinegar, sunflower oil, and other spices. Annie's is the one we're going to compare that to. It's 100 calories for two tablespoons. It has 10 grams of fat, 60 milligrams of sodium, which is much lower, and two grams of carbs. Um, it also has more fat, uh, but salad dressing is kind of supposed to have some fat in it, so, um, so you can get lower fat ones, but, um, but that's not that surprising. So ingredients are water, canola oil, balsamic vinegar, honey, stone ground mustard, salt, and xanthan gum. Yeah. And I think salad dressing is one of those things kind of like coffee creamer where it can be consumed very frequently. So I think it is important to, you know, look at the quality of your ingredients. And again, uh, the food marketing industry is very good at what they do. And so they are trying to get your attention by, you know, making a power dressing made with vegetables. And it's really not even a significant amount of vegetables to really add nutrients, especially if you're only using a few tablespoons at a time anyways. And even though um, Annie's is higher calorie, um, it still has all of those good healthful fats, which we know that um, the nutrients in food work synergistically with each other. And so actually having that fat can increase the absorption of the fat soluble vitamins that your veggies are full of. Um, you know, just watch your serving size, of course. So what's the pick? Don't fall for the marketing madness. Pick dressings with fewer ingredients if you can. And Annie's um, does have fewer ingredients and it's organic. Yeah, and making your own too. There's tons, I mean, we have tons yeah. of recipes on our website um, that you can make your own. Uh, salad dressings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really good. And the benefit of making your own is you can, um, choose whatever oil that you want. Cause you notice with Annie's, um, you know, even though that's the one I pick, if I have to buy one, yeah. um, it still doesn't have, um, olive oil, you know, extra mm -hmm. virgin first cold press olive oil, which if you're using it on a salad, that's a great place to use olive oil because you retain all the nutrients cause it's not heated, mm -hmm. um, and the antioxidant. So, so I prefer to make my own when I can, you know, and it yeah. really doesn't take long. So, no, um, it doesn't. yeah. And just I, yeah. Steps. And you may even try just, um, drizzling olive oil and squeezing a lemon or putting a little vinegar that you like and a little bit of salt and pepper on your salad. Cause I, I like that as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. I love it. So as you can see, I mean, this podcast is already long and we haven't even <laughs> scratched the sur surface or reviewed even half of the food products available. We have 20,000 left to go. Yeah, only, <laughs> so. only 20,000 left. Um, so it is important to become an educated consumer and know what you're buying, read the ingredients, look at the nutrition facts, and don't fall for the marketing scams. We hope you learn more about why we would pick this product versus that product. If there are other products out there, because obviously there are, um, and you want to comment and have us review them, then let us know. We can totally 
do that. If you like today's topic, go ahead and like this episode and add a comment below. If you've been listening to Practical Nutrition for a while or are brand new to our channel, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We are continuously trying to grow this platform to share all of the nutrition knowledge that we can, and those reviews can help us do that. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and we will see you next time.